Ethan Dainberg here at the Business Academy, and today I'm joined with Dr. Lisa Palmer with Palmer Natural Health and the Quantum Nutrition Academy. Dr. Palmer, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Maybe you can share a little bit about uh, Palmer Natural Health, uh, when it started, what you guys specialize in with your patients, and also what Quantum Nutrition Academy is. Yeah, totally. Palmer Natural Health started in 2005 in Central Florida. Uh, we're currently located in Longwood, and we do quantum nutrition testing which is a really cool way of finding the cause of people's problems. So we can find problems with mold, parasites, chemicals, metals, basically the cause of why people have symptoms, and then handle that naturally with whole food supplements, carbon technology, and homeopathy. Awesome. So it's super awesome. So we do that at Palm Natural Health. We do chiropractic. So myself and my husband, Dr. Jason Dean, are the docs, the chiropractors there. And we do uh, SOT, Activator, Cox Flexion Distraction, Diversified Extremities. We do a teeny little bit of massage and lots and lots of patient education. Absolutely, no doubt about that. And then uh, Quantum Nutrition Academy is a newer iteration. Uh, very exciting. It's It's uh, been born out of all the experience you've had from years of clinical experience. And now you're spreading that system to the world, really. Uh, can you share a bit about uh, what that is and uh, kind of where that's going? Yeah, the Quantum Nutrition Academy was born last year um, and basically out of necessity to get associates trained in what we do called quantum nutrition testing. And uh, it, the academy holds both online videos and then we have live seminars uh, in Florida right now. We have our first in Des Moines, Iowa as well. And then we're looking for a San Diego date as well later in the year. Wow. So you guys are running uh, multiple events, different levels of certifications. Yes. And you have your big practice. Yes. Serving hundreds of people every week. Um, yep. Let's start from the beginning, maybe. I don't think you started off in practice with all this going on. No. Right? Um, where did this start? You mentioned 2005 Palmer Natural Health was begun. And I imagine once you opened your doors, the patients just flooded in, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That's what we think in school. Like, yeah, you'll start up your practice and all these people will come in. And we just really in chiropractic school are not very well prepared on starting the business uh, problems. And maybe some of you guys are are suffering with that now. And so, yeah, my first year in practice, I'm not from Central Florida. I'm actually from Miami. Mm -hmm. So I moved to an area where I knew one person. And um, oh, so you had no roots. I had no roots in Central Florida. Yeah, I just knew I didn't want to be where, you know, where I grew up in Miami. I was tired of Miami and wanted to try somewhere new. And so first year in practice, um, I rented space from another doc. And um, yeah, I also worked at Cracker Barrel. Wow. Yeah. And I worked at a gym because I had to make enough money in those other jobs to pay my rent, which I was renting a room from a friend, and also uh, pay my rent wow. at the office that I was sharing a room from another doc with. So yeah. it wasn't just perfect out the gate, no. perfect space, no. ready to go. Yeah. So for those students that are watching, what's the, tell us a bit about the uh, beginning stages of what you had to do to get your name out to open up a practice, to um, move from having to work multiple side hustles and jobs to be able to work in your business and make it profitable full-time. Obviously, it doesn't just happen by itself. Maybe give us a, a little bit of a rollout of those first couple of years of what that looked like. It looked like hell. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't easy. Yeah, no, it wasn't easy. It was uh, seven days a week. So I would open up Cracker Barrel. Well, at my Cracker Barrel 
um, interview, the lady was very kind and she was asking about my education. And so I was embarrassed to tell her I was a doctor. So she asked me questions like, did I graduate high school? Do I have my GED? Do I have any certificate programs? And then she got to DC because I just wrote DC because I was embarrassed to tell her I was a doctor, mm -hmm. wanted to work at Cracker Barrel. And she goes, well, you know, in her Southern accent, she's like, what's DC? And I was like, um, doctor of chiropractic, ma'am. And she's like, what? Why you won't work at Cracker Barrel? <laughs> and so I really appreciate her taking a, a chance on me because she knew I wasn't going to be there for a long time. Mm. But she knew that I was intelligent and I was a hard worker. So I would start my day opening up Cracker Barrel with my brown apron. And, you know, I've had people treating me like I was stupid, like I didn't know how to make change for 20 or whatever. <laughs> I was a cashier. And then I would take off my Cracker Barrel uniform and put on doctor clothes and see patients. And then I would um, finish at the office and then I would change again and work at the gym and close the gym. Wow. Yeah. So it was pretty, pretty insane. So I did that. I got rid of the Cracker Barrel job within three. No, that's not true. I got rid of one of the jobs. I think it was the gym job within four months. And I got rid of the Cracker Barrel job right before the end of my first year. So wow. I, I worked those side hustles for a while. And one of the things I should have done is I've, I'm an athlete and I've always had coaches. And so coming out of chiropractic school, I thought, I don't need a coach. I don't need help. I'll do it all by myself. I don't need anyone to tell me what to do or how to do it. I already know. And I suffered like I, I worked my butt off with those side hustles way too long wow. just to pay my rent. Um, you know, so my Cracker Barrel check and my gym check went to paying my office space rent. Um, and it was, it was not good for my health. It was hellish. It was hard. It was, yeah. Wow. And then the, the, the protocols you have in your practice, you know, had a Genesis. I know you have quite a story with that, which was, you know, when you're treating patients and things that you had to go through health wise, that were a wake up call for you. So you're burning the candle at both ends, doing whatever it took, right. To build this thing. And now you have Palmer, you know, you have Palmer natural health moving forward. Uh, and then what happened with, with your health? Yeah. So I, I was working those jobs. And then when I started to get rid of those jobs, I started working on sidelines. So my background is sports medicine. My bachelor's degree is in sports medicine. And then all my studies up to that point were sports chiropractic. So I ran the um, Palmer West Sports Council and I was president of the sports council and was always on sidelines. And so the next thing I thought is I was a sports chiropractor that I would work with sports teams thinking that would help grow the practice but really, it just cost me time and money. And then I was working all weekend, too. So I got rid of Cracker Barrel <laughs> and I got rid of the gym to replace it with seeing patients during the day and then going to the soccer practice. I worked with a semi-pro men's team and a women's professional soccer team. So I left Cracker Barrel and the gym to replace it with working on the sideline for free thinking it would grow my practice and it did help grow it, but not to the, not to the extent of the effort that I was putting in. Like sure. if I had put all the effort in TBA courses or t what TBA teaches back then, I would have been way, way, way ahead of the game. And so burning the candle at both ends with Cracker Barrel in the gym and then replacing that burning the candle um, at soccer practices after seeing a full day of, of patients and then working all weekend on sidelines and traveling with the team Wow. Um, yeah, my my system as an athlete, I just thought you just push and push and push and push and you leave it out all out on the field. Mm -hmm. 
And I did until I couldn't do it anymore. And so um, my hair started falling out. I started gaining weight. So first it was 10 pounds, then it was 20 pounds, then it was 30 pounds, then it was 50 pounds. And oh, by the way, I was still playing soccer. (laughs) After patients, I was playing soccer on the nights that it didn't work with the soccer team. And I was working out with a personal trainer. And yet all the things I would do in the past to stay in shape, I was just getting fatter. To the point where I was so dizzy in practice that I'd have a chiropractic patient laying face down and all of a sudden I'd get dizzy and I would put my hand on their back and they thought I was just like feeling their back or massaging them, but really it was holding on to their back because I felt like I was going to pass out. And then that, you know, dizziness would go away and then I would finish adjusting them and carry on. And then one morning I woke up and the whole room was spinning. Oh boy. And no, it wasn't because of alcohol. It was because my system was so bad and I actually thought it was dying. And so I said a little prayer. I said, God, you know, um, I need to get better because I feel like I'm going to die because the whole room kept spinning and spinning and I would try to get up and I fell back down and it was really bad. And that's where I started learning more about nutrition. And that's where I found answers. And one of the answers that I got back, kind of saying a little prayer and saying, please either shoot me down with lightning which I thought was very dramatic, but I figured if I'm going to die, like just like none of this dizziness stuff, just like shoot me with lightning. But how like traumatic for my husband, right? Like you'd find oh, like a hard person in the bed, right? That's kind of horrible. That would be horrible. It would be horrible. It's, a way, it's one way to go out, but it's uh, it's yeah. Pretty, pretty so I'm glad that that God didn't do that. But the answer I got back is you have to tell your patients the truth about healthcare, and so I made a promise to God then that I would. I would do that every single week. So that's why you see the Facebook Lives and that's why you see the seminars. And that's why, because it wasn't that I was lying to my patients about health before, but as a sports chiropractor, I thought it was annoying trying to handle someone. And I don't have this viewpoint anymore, but I thought it was annoying trying to help a patient that wasn't a professional athlete Mm. that maybe was a little overweight or that had high blood pressure or had diabetes. That wasn't my purpose. So I thought that they were a waste of time and it wasn't my responsibility, that it was their medical doctor's responsibility to take care of them. Got it. Wow. So wait, now, okay, so so this happens and then you have a wake-up call with your health. Yep. You move your 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 yourself and your practice in a direction to help people with protocols and nutrition that can help them, you know, live a life of vitality and, and yep. move them away from you know, these, these kind of conditions and tell the truth about healthcare. And now Palmer natural health starts to move forward. You're not on the sidelines anymore. There's no more side hustles, but you're still putting in the work in Palmer natural health now. Yeah. And, um, let's fast forward a bit to right. Maybe a little bit before the business Academy, Mm -hmm. um, before we had a chance to work with us, this is years forward, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, tell us about your practice then. Um, this would have been, gosh, probably back in 2013 mm-hmm. or so, right? Yeah. Um, where was the practice then? What was some of the problems you were trying to solve in business? How many patients were you seeing, et cetera? And mm-hmm. then before you saw the Business Academy, what were you looking to, to fix? Yeah. So I, you know, it kind of, I went from like total sports chiropractic, like team physician. Um, the team that I work with became Orlando City in Orlando. So it's an MLS team now. Oh, cool. So everything's sports, sports, sports. You know, I start not doing well with my health. The practice is doing, I think at the time we were doing a half a million. Um, I was so successful that I was living with my mom and daddy. My mommy and daddy married, right? And my justification was that they're getting older and they needed my help. (laughs) No. And so, um, yeah, so started implementing more of nutrition, took some business courses with that company, Mm -hmm. 
started implementing more, um, but really needed help with chiropractic. We didn't have a system for chiropractic report of findings. We didn't have a system for marketing. We didn't have, we didn't have a marketer. Right. I didn't have a marketer at all. I'm like, what do you mean marketer? And so when I found TBA, um, it was 2013. And the way that I remember that is my daughter was three months old, three months old. And actually you were my course supervisor. Yeah. And my very, very first course that I took here was the chiropractic report of findings course. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like there's a way to explain chiropractic to a patient and there's a way to take them through this process that's successful. And so the practice with you guys' help started to grow as hard as I trained in nutrition is also as hard as I trained in the business courses. Yeah. And so some, you know, I know there's some docs out there that you guys have specializations in neurology or chiropractic biophysics or whatever. You graduated and you really worked hard in those techniques. As hard as you worked in those techniques, as as hard as I worked in the TBA course room, taking Mm -hmm. other courses on how the heck do you run a business and how do you how do you manage staff and who the heck do you hire? And like all of those pieces that I didn't know. Right, and so that's really where the focus came, and it went from, at the time, I think we were at a million a million dollar practice, to you know, where we are now. Should we talk about Please, where, yeah. where we are now? Absolutely. So, um, the two years in the pandemic, we started is when we started doing the quantum nutrition mm-hmm. testing. So before that, we were at one point five million, and then the first year adding in the quantum nutrition testing, two point five, we grew a million. My accountant like freaked out. He's like, oh my gosh, because I think it was a little behind on our books. He was like, uh, you made an extra million this year. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> and then the tax bill came and I'm like, that's not cool. <laughs> exactly. so we made a million, 2.5 million. And then um, the last year of the pandemic, we did 3.5 million. Wow. That's awesome. So what would you say to the, and then you also started another another company as well yep. to teach these systems to other to moms to providers to clinicians. This just sounds like a lot of work. You have a multi million dollar practice, seeing hundreds of patients, um, uh, not just locally but also around the world through telehealth. Yep. You now have another uh, training and consulting academy that that has events and logistics and teaching and. Uh, taking care of your clinicians that you're helping. That just sounds like a recipe for a 120-hour work week, right? (laughs) While you do work hard, and both you and and Dr. Dean are on a mission right now with with your passion to help as many people, how have you been able to balance that with a really strong um, family life with with Leah and, and not doing this at the expense of the rest of your life. Yes. Um, So it's systems, you know, so some people are like, oh my gosh, how do you get that much stuff done? It's purpose. Like you have to have a very strong purpose. So, you know, as a parent of a nine-year-old, I want my daughter to grow up and have healthy kids to play with and, and in the future have family, you know, have a family with and, and right, right now, um, with the, I don't know how much you want me to get into this, Please. but right now with the current vaccine schedule being 74 shots between the ages of zero and 18, and then them wanting to add different boosters for COVID, um, a lot, we see more and more kids. So, you know, 2005, yeah. when I started the practice, I didn't see any autistic kids. And now we have multiple vaccine damaged autistic kids. And um, if at this current rate, one in two kids will be autistic. One in two kids will oh be on the gosh. spectrum. 
And so I don't look at the numbers and the way it's going. That's yep. That's true. As you look at, I mean, like when you were in high school or middle school, did you have any kids that you were aware of that were on the spectrum? Like maybe, the spectrum, maybe, maybe a handful, maybe. Yeah, you know I mean? maybe, maybe. Like I look back when I was in elementary school, how many kids had diabetes? Like none, none, right? right. And now the adult onset diabetes is being renamed because now kids get adult onset diabetes, yeah. which is criminal. Like, so what does our future generations have? I don't want to leave my kid this mess. And then I definitely want to, like, when I depart, want to have her have a community of people that are healthy like she is. You exactly. Know? Yeah. And at the current rates, like, it doesn't look very good. So that's what fuels the purpose. That's what drives everything. And then all of the classes I've taken with TBA on business and how to implement systems have enabled me to step away from, I was the, the senior physician, the senior chiropractor five days a week. I was seeing myself around 200, 180, 200 patient visits. And running the business. Nutrition and chiropractic. I was the owner. I ran the business. I was the manager. I was everything, right? To, okay, now I have systems and training systems that you guys help me with so I can have a manager that they that I can delegate a lot of these due days, right. duties to my manager. I can delegate a lot of the training to my front desk. I can delegate other responsibilities to my practitioners. So I'm not the only one doing everything. And I've accepted your help and TBA's help in learning how to do that because I didn't, obviously, I didn't know how to do that. Right. And that enabled me to come out of patient care. So, you know, seeing 150, 200 patient visits a week. Now I see about 50 because I love it. I love working with patients and it keeps me current. But now I have other time in my schedule to start other fun projects like the Quantum Nutrition Academy. So you have and some training have, other practitioners. Exactly. You yeah. have the the freedom and flexibility to be able to do that when yes. before that wouldn't even be possible. I think a lot of people that are listening or watching or have or they've had or they have dreams and aspirations to serve in different ways mm -hmm. uh but they stopped dreaming uh it's a it feels like a pipe dream because they are so mired down yep. right and the, the 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 drudge of the practice and yep. the headaches and the problems um so let me move forward with one thing one way you freed up yourself and expanded palm natural health was by bringing on you know bringing on providers and practitioners mm -hmm. that you can train and, and move them through your protocol so you know whether it's bringing on a chiropractor or a practitioner for quantum nutrition, how were you, at what point, what did you have to do to be willing to let go <laughs> in a way and comfortably or maybe uncomfortably in the beginning, move existing patients to a practitioner yeah. um, to take on the patient load and then help them build a practice essentially. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it is tough when you're, you know, oh, only doc and you've been doing everything for so long because your associates will never do it exactly like you or as good as you. And then I realized there's only so much I can do in a day. There's only so many patients that can help. There's only so much owner stuff I can do. And, and actually it was a uh, kind of a wake up call because as the owner, I really wasn't doing all of everything I needed to do as an owner mm. because I was full-time practitioner. So you can't be a full-time practitioner, full-time owner. You can't do both well. Right. So I was an amazing full-time practitioner, but I don't know how good an owner I was. Right. And probably not that good because since I've come out, the company's grown and grown even more. So I was actually right. suppressing the growth of my own company because I was playing in full-time practitioner mode and not doing as much as I could as the owner. Wow. Right. And then and then I kind of felt like, and I don't know if any of you guys feel like this, but I felt like I was like chained to my chiropractic table. Like I felt like a 
a body mechanic. So, you know, like you look at a car mechanic and they're in their overalls. I felt like I was like a chiropractic mechanic and and I was stuck in my practice. I couldn't go on vacation. I couldn't take time off. I couldn't do various different things in my life because if I wasn't there as the only practitioner, then patients didn't get seen. Then we didn't right. make any money. Then I couldn't pay my bills. Then and it, I'm like, this is a miserable existence. I don't want to be stuck to you know ball and chain to yeah. my chiropractic table. We talk to chiropractors all the time that haven't taken a vacation with their family for five, seven plus years, forever, ever, or when they have, they've had to uh, price in the the expense of the money they're not making as well as price in how much the vacation is actually going to cost and then price in how many patients are going to lose after they're back because right. of the two weeks they were gone, week and a half, 10 days that they have to get back on board. The price in all those things. So of, right. of maybe a three or $4,000 vacation to somewhere special turns into being a $15,000 vacation because sure. they're, you know, they're struggling to be able to pass that hat to, to, to bring on a competent or competent, uh, uh, practitioner and being able willing to do that, or they get a vacation doc, and then you know they have to pay the vacation. So they're losing money. Then they have to pay a vacation doc, and then only to return and finding out that they didn't really like the vacation doc, and now they're upset with you because there was right. a vacation doctor. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't take a vacation for a really long time. You know, and a vacation was like maybe we would take a Friday off, or maybe we would take right. a Monday off. So we were like work part of the week and part of another week. So it was just like a long weekend. It wasn't really vacation. And then you're so, you don't have the systems in. And so the whole entire time you're worried about the office right. and you're not really enjoying your vacation because you're thinking, oh my gosh, it's Friday. I'm missing this. I'm missing that. Or this, this is happening. Or Taking phone calls, putting out fires from afar. And then, yep. yeah. Yeah. So it's not really a vacation because you're still working on your vacation. Right. And then uh, let's also even go beyond that and say, like, look at the impact and the time you've had to uh, build uh, the Quantum Nutrition Academy and the, how that's been an avenue for you to give back outside of your office, you know, whether it's that protocol or that program or whether it's our friend, Dr. Tim, who's been able to give back more to chiropractic by getting on the board and, and, right. and going up to Tallahassee, you know, he would never have that time to fight for chiropractic if he was stuck and chained to his office. Right. You know? And uh, that's the great thing I love about yourself and, and your colleagues, like in the Business Academy's mastermind. All of you guys are building freedom and practice, not just to um, be financially free, but also spend time with family, do what you want to do, but also then live out your purpose. Yeah. And that's the, that's the coolest thing. I think. It's super cool. I mean, it's super rewarding to be in the Quantum Nutrition Academy and then train up people that their life stream has always been to be into holistic healthcare. They, they always felt like their purpose is there, but they got stuck in another career. And so with my training, I'll train whoever. And then if it's their life's purpose, we figure out how they can how they can fulfill their purpose. That's awesome. And so that is that is really rewarding. And I almost feel like a I don't know, I get get like teary eyed, you know, because I'm like, oh, my students are, you know, doing amazing things, more amazing things than I did. You know, when I yes. first took beginning training, I'm like, you're already handling like one of my students. She's like, yeah. So, you know, the eczema case I was working on in three weeks, the eczema is gone and their headaches are gone, but they have this little pain in their toe. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like in three weeks, their <laughs> eczema is gone. Like it's it took 10 of. years to learn how to do that. Wow. They're so just doing the quantum nutrition testing level one, which is a live class mm -hmm. or even on our online academy. They're learning things that I'm a little embarrassed to admit, but you know, like, what is it? 
the teacher teaches the students, so the students are better than the teacher. Yeah. So it took me 15 years to get some of those results, and they're getting it after two-day class. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. That's so cool. But I never would have had the time to even consider doing that if I didn't have the systems and the training and the and the knowledge in place that you guys taught me through taking the courses and investing in my practice and investing in my education yeah. and my staff's education to put that all in place to get to this point. That's so cool. I love that. Now, um, with that that story being shared, uh, I'd like to uh, drill in for a few minutes on some practice building tips, some tangible things that our listeners and viewers can like go, oh, I got that little gold nugget from Dr. Palmer. I'm going to do that on Monday. So uh, one thing you've done very successfully, I think, over the years is uh, everyone's, you know, focused on new patients, digital marketing, new patients, digital marketing ads, you know, I want to find the best ad company, you know, I want to get the best SEO, the best, you know, this, the best that. Uh, but you've built and while you do a lot of organic digital, for sure, Facebook lives are a huge attraction for new patients currently, that wasn't always around, right? Um, and you built a strong community family practice that was based on connecting at a grassroots level, one-on-one with actual people face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Can you talk and give some tips about, you know, what's something uh, the average practice can do without spending a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, to get out in their community and actually do things to give back to their patients, to create a place where people want to come to in the office and, and maybe boost referrals a bit more, uh, boost the community presence a bit more through just some some active uh, marketing. That doesn't mean just drudging down to the gym and doing a screening, but involving your patients and, and, and building some community there. Well, if you're drudging doing anything, then that's the wrong thing to do because <laughs> it's the wrong uh, attitude to approach that. That's right. But yeah, I mean, there, there's tons and tons of things that you can do. A lot of them are absolutely free. Yep. And then some of them do have a cost. So before Facebook Live Day, so I mean, Facebook Live, it's like free. Totally. You know, and then chiropractors, you got to tell or whoever is out there, you got to tell your story, right? Like people relate to you because you tell your story. That's free. But I hear like, I don't want to go on camera and I'm, I'm afraid I'll look stupid. I'm afraid that I'll say something wrong. But that makes you human. That makes you That's relatable. Right. You know, like I'm I don't speak properly on this, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's just sharing your story. So one thing you could do is a lot of the your practice members don't even know your story is you could type up your story. Like, how did you get into chiropractic? You could film something on your phone and say, and share your chiropractic story. You could do a Facebook Live. You could um, offer to speak at a high school, at your local high school. That, that would be complimentary. Um, you can offer to speak at your chamber on healthcare, on chiropractic, on nutrition, on, you know, anything speaking is is usually complimentary. Yeah. And is totally needed. Um, we we huge value, and it's just it's free. Yeah, I mean, cost a little bit is we provided lunch for a local fire department, and we do a little presentation for them on whatever you know, not how not to hurt your back because the fire department doesn't have any desk jobs, right? Right. So either you are serving in the fire department or you are injured. Like there's no in between, mm. and those guys are you know lifting up heavy patients and. They have a very stressful job, so you could provide lunch for your local fire department. They will love you for that. And then you can also um, ask the fire department to come to your office. They'll bring the truck as a community service, and then you can teach your, your kids of your practice or your adults of the practice fire safety. 
So we brought the fire department or the fire, we invited the fire department out and we made this some big poster board card. So you just get like a poster board from your local grocery store or craft stores, like a couple bucks, Sharpie markers. We all thank them. And then we took a picture with the fire department, which you can post on your Facebook page. You can post on your hiring page. The guys loved it. The kids loved it. I loved it. The fire truck's cool, you know? And so they gave us a tour, a tour of the fire truck. It was great for community service. It was great. Um, they, uh, The fire department appreciates being out in the community. It's something positive because sometimes they see a lot of not so positive things. Sure. And it was win-win and that cost the cost of the poster board. Like it wasn't an expensive thing. And then I don't know if they hung it up at the fire department or but we gave them a card that said, thank you for your service. And little kids signed it and yeah. wrote, like made hearts and smiley faces. And they really appreciated that. And it's building that connection. And if you wanted to, you can go out there and yeah, you can then, you know, if maybe you have already, we could provide them lunch, do a yep. talk. You could massage, you get, bring a massage therapist out there, do a massage event for them, pamper them. I mean, you're just giving, giving, giving. One thing I noticed in all of your uh, promotional activities, your goodwill activities in the community, the events that you put on, it's all just like, about building community and you give value. You just find ways to bring people together and you give value. Find ways to bring people together and bring and give value. And it reminds me back, uh, I forgot what book I read it in, but it was kind of the story of um, of Walmart, right? I don't love Walmart today as a corporation very much, but it's it's humble beginnings were interesting because as a general store, it the way they got customers and the way they marketed back in the day was they would um, do all kinds of activities in front of the store. They'd have, they'd have, um, you know, the uh, uh, petting zoo and they bring a bunch of animals in. they'd have face painting, they'd have activities that would bring the community together. Mm -hmm. And then what would happen? People would be there and seeing Walmart and seeing that they're putting on this, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, all these activities for the community. And then what they're going to do, they're going to walk inside the store, pick up things. And they just, they, they're, they become part of the community. And that's mm -hmm. whenever I see your events, right? Maybe um, in the beginning, they were just whatever you could put together, poster boards or, you know, work with people that are in your, in your community. But it was just, yeah, use your office parking lot, mm -hmm. use your office, you know, network with the other small business owners in your area that align with your mission, mm -hmm. um, put on events with vendors. I mean, these are things that it is take a little bit of ingenuity, some communication, networking, but these are ways that um, instead of trying to spend all these hours trying to figure out how do I find the next SEO guy that's going to not screw up my website, maybe just invest some of that energy into meeting some people in your community. And it's just walking up to them and, and, and providing value. Can we provide this value to you? And that's one thing you've done very well to where now in your community, you've been able to do that over and over again for, the, for many years. And uh, that creates a staple for the community as well. Um, I'm just curious more for the ingenuity of it. What are other ways you guys have like used your parking lot and used your office and used kind of the cul-de-sac you guys are in to just put events on for the community and do stuff for the office? Yeah, we have patient parties. So, you know, like if you say, oh, come to my open house, like that reminds you of like the, <laughs> the, the high school days where like your parents have to sit at the desk and listen to the teacher. And I don't think that many people, maybe they, it's changed now, but I don't know how many people really enjoyed that. Yep, right? not at all. So we call it patient parties. And so we've used the office where each treatment room is a different vendor. And so we invite our patients. So we have a patient that does essential oils, um, pampered chef, um, uh, makes organic soap, stuff like that. And each treatment room is a different vendor. And so they pay 
to be a part of this party. And then they have to bring a small raffle item, donate a small raffle item and a larger raffle item. So we raffle off prizes, but the vendors bring that. Yep. And some of the vendor fee pays for, we get like a veggie tray and a fruit tray. So really, I mean, if you run it right, the event could be very, very low cost because the vendors help you pay for it. And then you, you tell the vendors, hey, this is your target market too. So like my patient that does essential oils, Natural healthcare office, essential oils, that's the perfect combination. Pamper chef, people that like to cook healthy. You know, it's, a, it's the perfect vendor-client relationship. And yes. so we theme them. So for Christmas we did, or the winter season, we did a holiday block party. Um, one of my associates, her boyfriend, uh, we got him a Santa suit. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so he dressed up as Santa. We got a backdrop for like 20 bucks, and people took pictures with Santa. And people just showed up to take pictures with Santa. Like, they were all excited about that. Um, it was a little bit bigger of a party. So we had pony rides. Yep. So we hired ponies. We hired a petting zoo. We had probably eight vendors. So we, we that's when we shut shut down the street. Mm -hmm. That's right. And we had vendors, um, color straight nails, some lady that made earrings, pampered chef. Um, we invited Florida Freedom Keepers. And so that's an organization right. that, that fights for medical freedom. Um, so we invited them to come and yeah. And then we make it a game. So you have like a little vendor card and anybody who attends gets to go to the different vendors. The vendors are happy because they have people coming to their booth. Mm -hmm. The vendors sign off on the vendor card. And then those vendor cards go into a basket where that's where we pull for raffle prizes. Right, yeah. And so that's where they win the, you know, the organic soap or the earrings or the essential oils or the Florida Freedom Keeper shirt. Then it's fun. And so it's a, it's a party. We have some food. We have the vendors. We have people coming. Um, really key and expense that we can we contribute to is a bounce house so you have to keep the kids busy yes, that's right um so of course you're going to be doing your chiropractic scans or your stem cell you know scans or your for us we do the quantum nutrition scans so you have your services and since it's your event your services get like the best location yep. in the event and that's the the beauty of making your own event and then the vendors of course get good locations too but you get the best location that's right. And so they go to all the different vendors, including your own services. They fill out the little vendor card that goes into the raffle, and then we raffle out all these prizes. And so I make it so pretty much if you're in attendance, you're going to win something, including a complimentary consult for chiropractic or a complimentary uh, quantum nutrition scan, you know. And then I kind of, I'm telling you guys, I kind of rig the prizes so I call the name and then I look at the person and I uh, still know a lot of the majority of the patients. And so I know, okay, this person's brand new. They're going to win a new patient chiropractic. That's right. Or this person's already in chiropractic. So they're going to win a new patient nutrition or they're going to win, you know, a, a bracelet or earrings or whatever. And people like you would have thought they won the lottery. They're like, I want a bracelet. It's the coolest thing. <laughs> I, I'll never forget. This is, uh, this is why I love gamifying this kind of stuff and, and hearing this. Cause I remember when I was a kid. There's a video rental store about two blocks from our house. And that's where we always just get our, our, our movies for the weekend, right? It's a video rental store. I know, right? Everyone and all the all the students are like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And um, it was a local one, so it wasn't a blockbuster or anything like that, right? It had some funky name on it. And I had this memory being as a kid, being five or six years old, and uh they held a community party. It was like uh I forgot what it must have been just a customer appreciation party. And maybe because I was so little, it felt like there was thousands of people there, but there was a probably a couple hundred people that were there. And um, and I have no idea what that was about. The one memory I have was uh, doing a raffle and they were giving away a bunch of prizes. And there's tons of people there. I just remember seeing people scream and shout. And they got their name called. And then uh, they were giving away a 101 Dalmatians 
large t-shirt right or medium t-shirt right and then it called my dad's name and uh i was we all got excited so i jump i got all excited and i had the, i had that t-shirt my dad gave it to me he's like this is your t-shirt ethan and it was like one of those pajama t-shirts it was like okay. down to my ankles you know and uh, i had that t-shirt probably for five or six years wow i'll never forget and the day that that video rental store closed down was like the day like it was like a hole in our heart as a family oh that's how much they were part of the community and they yeah. had community events and of course Whenever that's the case, we're going to go to get your videos on a Friday. Right. Your 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 VHSs from that. Some of them are like, what's VHS? Your your movie brick. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I just remember that impact, and I'm like, everybody can have that impact on their community, yeah. right? And let's assume that uh, movie bricks and VHSs were still the way we watched movies, and I still lived in that area. Where would I go as a 36 year old to get my movies? I would go there. You yeah. Know what I mean, I mean, it's it's yeah. it's generational branding and goodwill that these things do. So I think that's awesome. Now I'd like to segue with that being said into uh, through COVID and then you and Dr. Dean really found and, and captured the free, uh, uh, just revolutionary platform of Facebook live, right? It doesn't cost a single thing. And then next thing I know, your husband's got hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of subscribers watching, uh, for his channel, you have hundreds and thousands of people on every video that have gone through and, and viewed what you have. And uh, it's incredible. What, what what should every doctor be doing today using Facebook Live free uh, for outreach and marketing and why yeah. it's so important? I mean, Facebook Live is, like you said, free. You know, at this point, it's free. And so, you know, to me, if you're going to be in natural health care, if you're going to be a doctor of chiropractic or you're going to be in this space, People need your message like right now. There's so many sick and suffering people. Um, unfortunately, the U.S. population is not healthy. The right. U.S. population is sick. That is normal to be a sick American. And so for me, it's almost like a crime against our profession mm. to not educate the population. And so whatever the reasons are, you don't like the way your voice sounds. Like So my husband, to this day, even though he's been live for years now on social media platforms yeah. and he has a podcast and he has listeners from all over the world, he does not like the sound of his voice. And I don't know anybody <laughs> when they hear the sound of their voice on a recording ever likes it. It sounds different. It just it sounds is. weird. Like yeah. you look weird, you know, like you tend to look weird on video. You sound weird on video, but it doesn't it's not about you. Right. It's not about me. It's about our society. It's about our kids. It's about our planet. And so for me, I know as a doctor of chiropractic, I have a natural lifestyle. And there's people that want that content and they want that data. And if you're not sharing your story, it's a crime against my belief. It's a crime against our profession. It's a crime against your local community. It's a crime against society. Because if you don't teach them what you know as a chiropractor, if you don't teach them what you know in the natural healthcare space, what's going to happen to them? They're going to end up on medications. Mm -hmm. All medications have side effects. They're going to end up with shots. All of those shots have side effects. And we're going to see all the nasty things that are going to come out of the recent shots, right? You're already, and, and you're, un, you're already seeing it now. Already seeing it, right? These athletes dropped it's, it's, dead. This is, uh, we're in January of 2023 right now, you know, and I'm sure if you're watching this in the future, unfortunately, there's more of what's been happening since then. Yeah. And so, and so when, when a natural healthcare provider, like a chiropractor uh, shares their story and how their kids grew up without drugs, without medications, without shots, 
um, and they share that with a parent, then that parent has that knowledge and they have that confidence and they have that bravery to say, no, I'm not going to give little Johnny that, you know, that pill for forever. We're going to look for the cause or no, I'm not going to vaccinate my kids um, when they're born because of increased rates of autism and this and this and this and all these reasons why. So they're going to be armed with the knowledge. But if we're not sharing our story and we're not sharing our viewpoint and we're not sharing what we know, we're just kind of holding it because we're afraid, then we're doing a disservice to our community. We're doing a disservice to the world. We're doing a disservice to our our, our own kids because they're not going to have healthy people to grow up with. Exactly. And, and from a Going back to the practice and business, I would, I would argue you guys have patients that you want now, meaning your message is so out there and it's, and through doing hundreds and thousands of Facebook lives and pieces of content and, and live streams and between you and Dr. Dean, like the patients you have are the ones that believe in your message. And there's a, there's an old adage, which is like, you know, you don't need everyone that, that needs your help. You just need to serve people who believe what you believe in as customers, clients, and in our case, patients. Yeah. And they're better patients. They get better. They make the business run easier and it's more fulfilling. And we don't have to, you know, you don't have to serve every single living body and person in your community, but you can absolutely uh, serve and help those that can get on board with what you do and why you do it. Yeah, I mean, our, our patients are the best. They're, they agree with us. They want to get better. They're fun to work with. They have the same viewpoints on all these things because yeah. we share our viewpoint. We share our position on certain hot topics. And so some some of you guys are afraid to do that because you're afraid that there'll be naysayers or people that are negative. That's fine. You don't want those people. But when you share your viewpoint and you share your philosophy and you share what you believe in, you attract more of those people. And they're so fun to work on. So yes. when I was working in soccer, I'm a soccer player. I was working with soccer players. They were so fun because that was my sport. Yeah. Right. And then now in the holistic natural healthcare space, having patients with the same viewpoint as us and learning and being excited to learn. They're so much fun to work with. Like I, I look at the clock and I'm like, we're done. Like it's dark outside. Like where did the day go? Like I was just like talking to best friends all day. It's That's like, so cool. it's super fun and very low stress. Right. It's stressful when you're working with patients that don't agree with you and they don't want to get better. And they're just there because their insurance pays for you or that they got in an accident or whatever. So you can have whatever kind of practice that you want, but it's so fulfilling to have the people that, that you relate to that, you know, kind of are like your patient friends, you know? And then again, that's, that's so important for your own, for your own happiness in business, uh, and being on purpose, but also from, um, a practice standpoint, I know some doctors are, are afraid to share their message fully because maybe they're, they're in network with certain providers. They depend on insurance companies. They, to pay them their, for their services. They're not wholly independent of other things that, pull at their business. So I might be an in-network in network provider for a number of insurance companies or I have attorneys I have to appease for PIP cases or no one in my community will ever pay for their own care. You know, they might think um, you guys are a 100% cash practice. I mean, like 99.39% cash practice, right? <laughs> I have a couple of cases you take yeah. that are PIP, but 99% cash. Mm -hmm. With that being said, that gives you the freedom to communicate how you want to communicate, attract the new patients you want to attract, and then move them on to care where the patient is fully invested themselves. Um, why was why is that so important for you guys to be have no strings to 
outside organizations that likely don't have your best interest at heart for the services you guys are offering. Well, they as a definitely don't have anybody's best interest at heart, right? I, I mean, I thought insurance companies existed to take care of patients and to make sure they had all the care that they needed and to reimburse the practitioner for what they're worth. That sounds idealistic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, honestly, my first year in practice, I thought that that's what you do is that you participate in in insurance. And so I wanted to be in the United Healthcare Network. Mm -hmm. And so I would bill, you know, I had I had multiple, so embarrassing to tell you, but I had multiple patients that I billed United Healthcare. And I was so excited the day that I got my first United Healthcare check, which, by the way, was until like a year later after a year of providing free care to the patient because I didn't understand how the system worked. I lost so much money. Right. I had multiple cases where I didn't get paid anything because I didn't understand the insurance game. Ugh. And so I remember getting my first United Healthcare check and I was so excited. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get paid for you know 20, million, 20 visits with this patient. And I opened up the check and Ethan, I took the check out and it was from United Healthcare and it was a check for two cents, two pennies. And I was like, oh my gosh, like all of that work, 20 visits or 15 visits or whatever it was for two pennies. And I didn't understand because they don't teach you in school about insurance. They don't teach you about coding. They don't teach you. Maybe they do now, but they don't teach you about any of that. And it was so deflated. I was like, oh my gosh, I gave this person all this free care. So I went to that patient. I said, Mrs. Jones, you know, I've done 20 adjustments or 30 adjustments or whatever. And I've been billing your insurance like you asked me to. And this is what I got paid. And they looked at it. They're like, oh, well, that sucks. And that was it. They didn't pay me. They didn't handle it. Like, that was it. That sounds like a you problem, not mine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that happened multiple times with multiple people. And I lost lots of money. And I was like, "Ah, that's it. I'm not doing United Healthcare. I'm not not taking insurance. And so from really early on, I think, you know, year one on, I never billed um, health insurance because I didn't want to work for pennies. And I didn't want to have to wait for the checks. And I didn't like that system. And I found that people were willing to pay cash for good service. And so you get people that, you know, they want your care, they follow recommendations, they have skin in the game, if you yeah. will. Yeah. And they're, they're really there for the right reasons. And the same thing with personal injury. I don't like personal injury because I don't want to uh, be in that system for multiple reasons. So if you're in that system, it doesn't mean you're a bad person or anything like that. It's just that I was not interested in that type of practice. Right. That makes sense. There was a, uh, one of our seminars we had this last weekend. It was a really great response, which I think just shares exactly what the whole point of exactly what you're saying. Um, we're doing a communication workshop on how to work with new patients, how to convert them on cash services. And one of the attendees says, what do I say to a patient that just insists that they only want to use what their insurance will cover and they won't want to pay anything else? And they were kind of, they'd heard this a number of times. They were stuck on, what do I say to this person? They're not moving past it. And one of the other um, uh, doctors that was in the room that has a cash practice like yours, um, they said, the response I give is, A, I acknowledge them and say, you know what? I get it. I wish your insurance paid for this also. And then he says, your insurance is the exact reason why you're here right now in front of me. Oh, that's a good And he says, then he pauses and just makes eye contact with the person. And he says, nine out of 100 times I go... I know it sucks. All right. Well, how much is this going to be? Yeah. And then they, they're ready to move forward to invest in themselves, you know, Good. and that's, I think, so important to hear that and to hear your story. And so practitioners know that it is possible. It's totally possible. And it's so much fun. And it's very freeing, you know, yeah. like you're no, you're not 
working for the man, you know, you're not right. under the thumb of of the insurance company and not wanting, you know, have to fear audits and you don't have to fear having to pay back money to the insurance company. Like I, I can't even imagine going through all that, the stress and, and the fear and all that. And so, but it's the TBA systems and learning how to run a practice and learning how to market a practice and learning all the things that you didn't learn in school that gave me the confidence to do it that way. Cause right. I think people want to, they want to have a cash practice, but they're afraid. So they're like, well, I'll do insurance because they don't really know how to do a cash practice. And so TBA can teach you how to do a cash practice and how do you market a cash practice? And, and what are all the pieces that you don't even know that you don't know? Cause there's still things I'm in a course right now. And there's things that I thought that I knew. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that. Or, oh my gosh, that one little piece is going to save me so much time. It was taking me hours and hours and hours in the high, I'm on a, a human resource course. That's awesome. And there was doing hours and hours of, of certain things in the hiring process. And this one little piece of the course is going to save me so much time and hiring is going to save me so much time um, and money, not hiring the wrong people. Cause awesome. we've all done that. Oh, right. For sure. Yeah, yeah, that's so great. So the Business Academy not only can help a practice create more cash flow, find more new patients, move to cash, marketing, new patients, uh, day one, day two, systems to get other people outside of the doctor to do day one, day two, front desk, patient retention, scripting, a lot of these administrative and very important, you know, table side uh, uh, scripting for your doctors. I mean, all this stuff the Business Academy offers, but it also offers an ability to get the, the practice owner the ability to have freedom, to take vacations, you know, to build other businesses that are their passion, to give back in ways without having to be, like you said, chained mm -hmm. down to the practice. Um, if you could say, gosh, one thing, whether it's an, a student coming out of school or it's in school right now or open up their practice for the first time or it's someone that's been owning a practice for 30 years and just feels that they're stuck, if you could share and a culmination of all this one thing to them what would you what would you say to them i would just say look into their services you know um i've had nothing but great results um by not looking into their services i lost millions of dollars in had poor health and worked way too hard and worked multiple jobs and was suffering. And so if you are not where you want to be, like if you're stuck here, you have to do something to get unstuck. And obviously you need help because if you knew how to do it, you would have already done it. And so I encourage you to reach out. You know, they do complimentary consults where they'll get on the phone with you and, and see what solutions could be provided to get you unstuck to really get you back to loving and having a fulfilling career and fulfilling purpose. Unfortunately, there's so many Kairos that are burnt out and they love their patients, but they're burnt out with the front desk and hiring and being short staff and all these other things that they start to not love chiropractic anymore. So if you fell out of love with chiropractic or you feel stuck, then reach out to the Business Academy and let them help you. Awesome. Well, Dr. Palmer, I'd love to have them also, with that being said, have you share where they could find more information uh, on the Quantum Nutrition Academy. That's another project that's just yeah. been serving a lot of practitioners as well. So we'd be, of course, love to have you guys uh, here at the Business Academy with us, but how can they find that? Yeah. So the Quantum Nutrition Academy is both online and has live seminars in Florida and other locations. You can go to www.qnt, Quantum Nutrition Testing, qntacademy.com and find out about our level one live classes, our online classes, um, and add that as a cash 
uh, piece to your practice where you can help patients with everything from infertility to women's health to migraines to it's just a beautiful complement to chiropractic. So if you're interested, I'd love to have you as a student. Awesome. Well, Dr. Palmer, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for taking some time sharing your wisdom experience and uh, all the gold nuggets from today. Until next time, we appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me and thank you for all your help. Absolutely. All right, guys, we'll go ahead and see you guys in the next interview in the next video. Take care.